Welcome to another episode of Living Free with RP. I'm your host, Mike Tubiak, also known as the Tubiak Maniac. Here we have Dave Barrett, a veteran of the U.S. Coast Guard, and he loves to play the bagpipes. He's a family man and just an overall good guy. So here, I give you Dave Barrett's journey. Alrighty, just uh, I want to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out today to be on it. Well, thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me, and I I, uh, I appreciate everything you do, and also not only the podcast but the RP show on YouTube. I really enjoy that with Steve. Awesome, <laughs> uh, we appreciate that. So, introduce yourself to the RP uh, community, and you know all the podcast listeners and. Let everyone know a little bit about yourself and uh, your family and stuff. Okay, my name's Dave Barrett. I live in Northern Virginia. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. I'm 53 years old, married to a wonderful wife and five great kids who are aged 13 to 23. I'm a veteran of the U.S. Coast Guard. And my main job as an adult was as a U.S. Customs Officer. And due to RP, I now work on the civilian side for U.S. Customs. I started in New York City and then went to Vermont for a while, then then the D.C. area, the Washington, D.C. area. And um, I'm really lucky to, to have been able to, to transfer over into, into the civilian side. And I work in a, a group that helps employee uh, workforce resiliency and Specifically, I'm responsible for the veteran support program. So we try to help our workforce that are veterans with whatever subject may came up may come up. There's there's thousands of different uh, things we help them with. And uh, the main thing is because our our the officers customs officer job is really a good fit for young veterans. And uh, in fact, we do a lot of recruiting like along those ways and about uh, like we, uh, Customs and Border Protection is 60,000 employees. It's a huge place and 30% of them are veterans. So um, oh, wow. it's a big, big part of it, yeah. And uh, my hobby, which for quite some time turned into a big part of my duties as a customs officer is bagpiping. Um, <laughs> Got a bagpiper so, here. Yeah, so with the bagpiping, I've, I've, I've been lucky enough uh, early on ahead really well, I always had really good teachers and uh, they were very strict on me uh, in the beginning. And that, that uh, 
was ended up being good in the long run. And then, uh, been in a few different bands, you know, from my travels. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, now I use that experience. Uh, I don't play in any bands anymore, but now I, I use that experience to raise awareness and money for the blinded veterans association. Awesome. And, uh, how I do that is I busk in, uh, in Washington DC area with my bagpipe and busking. If somebody doesn't know that term is performing for money in public. Uh, you can do oh, anything. Bus bus I did not know. Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, when you see people, usually in a in a busking closer to the city, you know, it could be anything. It could be uh, you know, juggling, magician, whatever, you know, singer, anything. But I do mine with the bagpipes and. Uh, uh, nice. I, I think it's great. Have, uh, I think it's great that you still uh, that you still work. I think that's awesome. I always find that uh, admire people that are still in the uh, workforce i am on disability and things like that like myself yeah i'm i'm right at the end of that road so uh i'm i'm in another you know life is life is all transitions you know uh, and so i'm i'm right at the end of that right now so um still great uh, though I, yeah yeah uh, and i also i have a i to to support the the busking i also made this uh youtube channel uh, that I make videos, share my experiences doing that. And it's called vision piping. If anybody wants to click on that. Oh, I was and, wondering uh, about the name. Yeah. Yeah. Vision piping. <laughs> your, uh, your email address. I was wondering. Right. Right. I was like, right, right. Piping. Like, yeah. I just, I just label everything vision piping uh, just to, <laughs> to share it. And uh, anyone listening to this is most likely interested in uh, resiliency while going blind. And uh, those are the th three subjects I focus on. Uh, with that is that you know trying to stay resilient while going blind because i've been at all ends of that spectrum which i'm sure you know everybody listening has been on uh that's for sure and, and music uh, is the one great thing that you know is a great thing because rp cannot take that away i mean that's something you can you can do blind and you know and a lot of instruments can be played you know blind so it's it's that one great that you know that no matter what happens it's something you can always know that will be there you you're so right you you're right with that it's uh yeah. it's been a it's been a good uh a good uh partner for um, for many years for from and in many ways not just with the rp but mm. you know with uh music's been a good uh a good friend to me for a long time yeah see and, that, and in that moment you know you're you're not a visually impaired or blind guy or anything it's in that moment you're 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 you know you're an artist you're a your musician you know so yeah especially with the bagpipe because if you you're not concentrating on that it will that octopus will wrestle you to the ground <laughs> <laughs> it's a fascinating instrument because i'm like i look at that i'm like i have no clue how you know those guys play that some things you can look at and go okay i get that i can't play it but then you see that that's an instrument that definitely i imagine takes uh some skill <laughs> I'm, I'm a drummer and i require coordination but even then that's still uh you know but still looking at someone to play in that instruments yeah so, yeah well drummers and pipers go together that's for sure there you go so tell us when you got diagnosed um like you you know i've i've, I've listened to the to your show for I think a lot of episodes even though you've done a million episodes it seems like i've, I've listened to a lot of them i see a I've seen a trend where 
everybody agrees that if you if you knew you had it in the family, it's a lot easier to it's you almost expect it. Oh, yeah, that's how I feel. Right. Taking the blow is a little easier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My grandfather had RP and I got formally diagnosed in 2015 at age 47. Oh, wow. But I knew a long time before that because just of the usual signs, night blindness, narrowing vision, all that stuff. And, you know, your mind, your mind will do funny things. And for, for a decade before that, I used to joke with people that if we ever got in a fight, make sure you attack, you know, go after me on the left side because I can't see on that side. So you'll have a chance. (laughs) And I I would likely lose a fight anyway, but I would, that was just like some silly thing I used to say. And, um, but I kept going to the, the eye doctor, like for regular glasses. And then I would, I would always tell them about the RP I'd ask them, I said, well, how's it looking? You know, any, am I ever going to get it? And they, and I, I take the, the test with the button, you know, and the dots and, uh, I'd fail that every time. And then they would say, no, you're good. It looks like you've, es- I remember these exact words. You escaped it. You got, by. <laughs> you're not going to get it. You um, get, you're all right. Yeah, exactly. So I started, to, well, why wouldn't you want to believe that? You know, of course. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, in the 2000s, uh, early 2000s, I was referred to a specialist from the eye doctor and I went to them and they said, no, nah, you're good. Uh, so I was like, hey, I'm, I'm good. I can't see a lot of things that I used to be able to, but they're saying I'm good. So I got to keep going. Um, and honestly, I had a big family, five kids uh, and uh, a lot of people rely on me. So I was fearful of losing my job and I just kept managing, you know, like, uh, who's that guy? It's like a guy with bad vision and a real famous band. Uh, I think he has RP actually, uh, um, maybe black eyed peas or something like that. And he said he, he weaves through his eye disease and it's true. We are like weave, however you got to get through it is you just weave your way through it and, and, and figure it out. Um, but in finally in 2015, uh, that was, you know, I just, I just knew I had to do something, uh, about it. And, and, you know, I'm at work, you know, I carried a gun around all day and it's just not a good idea. (laughs) 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 So I, so I went to the retina specialist and, uh, uh, I took the ERG of course, and, uh, I was declared legally blind that day. So I, I knew I had done my best up up to then. And, uh, that was that. And, uh, so I already knew it, but now it was official. And, uh, there's where I really started to learn about resilience, you know, resiliency, like I was talking about before or the lack of it really, Uh, you know, I thought I had this endless amount of resiliency, but I, I didn't, um, and I tried to handle things all by myself. Uh, you know, why wouldn't I? I mean, like most boys and men are, are taught, you know, we're supposed to, you know, uh, shut up and be tough and et cetera, et cetera, all that baloney, which isn't true. Um, but uh, that didn't work. So I was blessed is really, and I tell people, I, I give a lot of presentations uh, regarding resiliency and, uh, you know, it takes courage, not weakness to ask for that help. And, uh, and I did that. And, and I was surprised by the overwhelming amount of help I got. I, I was really shocked. Um, you know, 
beforehand, you do have those expectations. You have like this roster. Oh, well, I have had a roster in my mind. I said, well, this list of people, I guarantee they're going to help me when I finally like admit to saying this. I mean, my wife knew for a long time and, uh, but you know, she was the only one and, uh, you have those expectations of, okay, who's going to help and who don't bother even asking or even bother telling really. Um, but I was so surprised at the people who I didn't expect to care, um, being my big supporters. Uh, you know, those rosters were actually flipped people that I thought were guaranteed. The other list, uh, was, was just a great gift of, um, real learning about life and how people are, you know, you know, uh, to show how people are in a crisis or, or to help or, or in whatever way. And so I, I, I try to do the same thing. Um, not always successfully, but <clears throat> you know, those people inspire me to do something. Nice. Yeah. It's important to have a good, uh, strong core of friends and people that you can uh lean on uh during the as uh, things progress so i definitely have a little tight group myself and uh i can understand i can actually i can relate to like sometimes you're always i'm always surprised there's a couple of friends of mine that actually step up even more than the ones i think i expected that would be there and uh yes. so, yep so you'll definitely uh i can relate to that granted it also helps my mom always told me this also you know since she had it, you know, growing up and always told me that, you know, watch out, you know, learn how to do this on your own because, you know, your friends may not always be there for you. So true, true. Yeah. So we'll tell everybody, where's your vision currently? Um, uh, where is it currently? Uh, it's horrible, but, <laughs> <laughs> <That's about right. laughs> but you know what? I'm, I'm, grateful for what I have because, you know, everybody thinks, you know, when people say blind, you know, they, they imagine Ralphie from a Christmas story, you know, with the, <laughs> you know, with the cop and, you know, and completely, what happened? right, right. <laughs> Salt poisoning. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and, um, you know, a lot of it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's so many different levels of this vision impaired. I, I'm learning, you know, as I go along too. And, um, uh, I, I don't know what the number is. Matter of fact, I'm going to the, the retina specialist tomorrow. Mm. I, I go, I don't know. I just go to, you know, I guess go, uh, but they're not going to tell me anything. I yeah. Don't. I, say, I, know. I stopped going for a few years because I was like, what are they going to tell me? Yeah. No, I'm actually a reschedule. Yeah, I'm gonna go this month. Actually, I'm going to end it just because I figured now I can go. Hey, how does my vision compare since 2015, the first time I went with them? So right. I was like, I just kind of curious, like, because at least they can give me a spectrum of how fast you know maybe I'm or how slow you know I'm losing uh, vision, and yeah, yeah, that would be a that'd be low and nice. But right. yeah, you're right. It's, it's like, why are we going? Like, what, that's not like to be like, hey, we have a cure. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Thank God I went to this appointment. <laughs> yeah. And, it, you know, and it get, this thing, this thing gets in your head, you know, it's, uh, you know, am I, am I being traumatic, too tra dramatic? Am I not even realizing things are getting darker? But I know for me, uh, I, I bump into things and I have to, I have to set my vigilance higher. 
you know, uh, okay. so, uh, there's this, there's this app. As a matter of fact, a guy asked me when I was busking a couple of weeks ago, um, he had this disease and, and while I'm busking, uh, I was surprised by the amount of people with vision issues, uh, that come up to you because they want to, they want to talk about it, you know? Um, uh, and, uh, this one guy came up to me and he said he had this disease called best disease. Hmm. Um, I had never heard of it. It's a, a, a terrible name for a disease, right? It's certainly catchy. So he started to try to explain it to me. And then I tried to explain to him about my RP, which, you know, it's not that perfect circle that's closing in it. It has its own shape to it. And then I have like a big, I call it a slice. It's like a big slice on the right side. It's just in the middle. That's just not there. And the, the doctor said it's, it's, you know, some kind of scar. There's some kind of technical name for it. Oh, wow. But um, he was, we were trying to explain to each other, but it really doesn't translate. And no, so there's this tough. one, there's this an app I have on my phone. Uh, it's called, and I'm going to pronounce it wrong, but it's called Air. Aira Vision, A I R A Vision, um, and if you put that in the in the in the Google Shop or whatever or the 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 App Store, uh, A I R A Simulator, the Vision Simulator, it it goes through uh, cataracts, glaucoma, RP, diametic retinopathy, and we both showed each others, and it's it, it gives a good overview of what of what the disease does to you. Oh yeah. It's like not super but it's not, accurate, it's not but it's exactly. like, yeah, but it's like, it gives somebody other scope, you know, for yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, oh, but getting so, back yeah, to what, well, oh, sorry. Yeah. Just, you know, my current vision, you know, it, it's, it keeps disappearing, but you know, you weave through it. That's it. Now, but getting back to what you were saying about being a, uh, you know, vision like loss is like a spectrum. It's like people, automatically assume when you're holding a cane that you're blind it's like that's it oh that guy must be blind it's like no you, you can you know you can have a cane and still have it's a vision and then people are just really not it's really tough for people to understand that yeah yeah and, and, then and you can't explain it yeah and and i went through a period of being mad about that and that was a complete waste of time and uh you know, you gotta, although we have a lot of baggage to carry around, you know, with losing our sight or not having our sight, you know, those other people have baggage too that, you know, they gotta, they gotta carry around. So, uh, get oh, yeah, frustrated we, at them. Everyone has issues. It's a, waste, yeah. it's a waste of energy, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone, everyone's got their own, uh, battles. Yeah. So I definitely try to try to remind myself of that you know it's like i'm just you know i'm just going you know yes i'm losing my sight but you know i don't have cancer or you know or yeah you know these yeah. other scopes of things that you know could uh could be wrong and it's like yeah, so right right yeah so you have people that admire you and you're like and you know they have a worse situation than you and you're like oh yeah you know yeah i get i get that i'm going through this but geez like you got you you got that you know i always have i always compare it to my friend who um is a cancer survivor and she's always like she she thinks i'm just like badass and she thinks you know all this stuff and i'm like i didn't get uh, i didn't get this diagnosis that someone said like there's a chance you could die right <laughs> you know 
So yeah. it's a, I, I, you know, I'm totally honored, but it's like, you're way more badass than me. I hear you. So is there, is there anything that you used to be able to do and you can't like that RP kind of taken away? Like any, any other, any other hobbies possibly that maybe that you used to do that you're like, you can't do anymore. Or is it just really the bagpiping that uh, has been your focus? Oh gosh, that's certainly been my, my, my big focus uh, for really all, it seems like all my adult life, but uh, what do I do? I do like in the last couple of years, um, kind of right before COVID, um, mm. I got back into exercising because I had just like completely done the dad thing of just not taking care of myself and using that, uh, you know, using the, you know, responsibility of all your other stuff as the excuse to not, you know, stay fit. And you got the dad I, body. And, oh, you yeah, two of them. <laughs> <laughs> and so my, uh, my son started wrestling and I was like, you know what, what kind of, and my, what kind of example am I going to be for him? You know, if I don't, if I don't do something, of course, you know, the wrestling was like the ultimate fitness thing. That's for sure. And, uh, and then I also had to my mother-in-law who passed, uh, when she was almost 101, um, you know, in the end I was picking her up and, you know, like bringing her from room to room and from task to task. And I said to myself, I said, it would really stink if you hurt yourself doing this. So you better get your butt in shape. So I just, I went back to what I knew, which was, I I did a lot of running uh, earlier on, but it just wasn't, I'm not saying I can't do it. I certainly can. It just was not fun for me anymore. I feel like, uh, and I know you're a big runner. I just feel like, you know, the whole thing was about not, hitting running into something and uh mm. so i started i just started lifting weights just like you know started with very light stuff and then i've just been working up on that i really have enjoyed the weightlifting for a couple of, a couple of years now that's yeah, uh, fun <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's been great I, you know I, I don't know why i haven't turned into art on schwarzenegger but i certainly haven't <laughs> in time but i feel i feel better i i feel you know, I thought at, you know, in your fifties, uh, I thought at first I said, Oh, weightlifting is going to make me feel bad. But all those aches and pains that I had before, they're all gone. I, I feel great. That's awesome. No, actually, I read somewhere that like, it helps you live longer. I mean, I, I started lifting weights myself, like really, you know, getting into deadlifting and doing all that stuff and benching like last year during COVID. So, um, no, I, I've, I've seen multiple articles that actually state the opposite that you know it's really it is actually great you know good for your joint your muscles and joints and yeah. things like that you know obviously you got to do it correctly um but yeah i can totally relate to the uh fitness aspect of things because i had the yeah. same aspect when you know when my son was born i was like i don't want to be you know i didn't want dad bod you know right. and i was always an active guy so i was like you know i'm gonna start this now because this kid has my genes so i know what he's gonna be like when he gets older so I'm going to have to be able to pick, you know, keep up with them. Yeah. So that was my same thought process was just like, yeah, let's do this. Like, I don't want to, I want him to look at me and go, oh, well, you know, dad does all this yeah. stuff, you know, yeah, yeah, lead exactly. by example, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, you're, you're right. And, um, and you know, for anybody listening, it's not too late to, to do it. If you're like, oh my God, I can't, you know, be like 
Mike the Maniac Tupiak. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you have but, no more name. But, uh, <laughs> but you got, I told you, I've been watching. Um, uh, you know, you, you start somewhere, you know, just, I, as a matter of fact, I have one of the videos that I'm, I'm going to do. I have it like on a list of like to do videos for the YouTube channel is fitness for bagpipers because mm. bagpiping when you get, you know, when you're in your twenties or thirties, you know, you could uh, on these long parades and, and you live in an area where there's a ton of those parades, you know? Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, it's nothing when you're young, but as time passes and you play that bagpipe while you're walking in the heat and all that stuff, you you start to feel it after a while and and i think it's a good um inspiration just to like just get general you don't have to be like a, a you know a, a fitness guru you just kind of like take care of yourself a little bit i think it goes a long way and <clears throat> and that is one of the videos i'm going to do one of these times and you don't have to you know i like you i built up i got this great thing for father's day i got the i had been doing a lot of i just did the core exercises really you know i did deadlifts bench squat rows uh bang that's about it i think keep it simple yeah and i kept it simple and then you know i built up a little bit you know over time um but i got for father's day i got this hex bar and where you can do that it's like a trap bar where you're inside it and you do these oh yeah okay yep. this form of form of deadlift i guess and man yeah. I, it's yep. just fun it's just fun you know and you could you could throw more weight on it than the deadlift and so it helps your ego a little bit <laughs> but uh, no, nothing wrong with that yeah I, I i just think for anybody that wants to get started even if you don't have weights because the price of the price of weights went through the roof during oh, COVID, yeah uh-huh. price gouging and uh Absolutely. you know those i i think those uh you know a gallon jug from your milk oh uh, yeah or yeah. or from your you know this big tide or the big laundry bottles, you know, fill that thing up with dirt or water and start moving, you know. Or wait to February or so when everyone starts selling all their stuff now that they bought during COVID and now that things yeah. are hopefully maybe, you know, returning to a little bit. I don't know now with, you know, all these different strands of trains of COVID. I don't know what was going on, but it's variants. Yeah, but, but hopefully things get a little bit because then, you know, now we can go, we can go back to the days where, you know, you could go on Facebook or whatever and pick up like cheap weights because somebody's selling their stuff that, you know, just collects dust. Yeah. Yeah. It's out there. We now we people have, know they have. In fact, the only reason I got that hex bar, the hex bar was like a hundred bucks, which I thought was a fair, fair price. Uh, weighs about 50 pounds or so. But the reason I got it is because somebody in our neighborhood, like Facebook group, um, put up Mike, I'm telling you, it's it's like over 230 pounds worth of Olympic weights for fifteen dollars, dude. And I like ran. I, 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 I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they were moving, and they just didn't want to move around with them. So I got that, which man, that's that's hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And then I said, well, I, we can treat treat ourselves to a hex bar with that, and that's. That's, no, that's kind of like when I went, yeah, that's kind of what happened to me last year was also because I picked up my own weights. I picked a few plates to start, but then uh, the place that I, one of the places I work out, I teach at, um, they were just, they were doing kind of clearing things out and they had, they just posted a thing and they said they were just giving it away and had a bunch of, you know, they had a bunch of Olympic plates 
And I was like, you sure you don't want they didn't want anything for it. Wow. And you know, oh and I got gosh, so I made yeah. it I added it to my collection. I was, I was like, cool, like probably over probably same, like probably like over hundred dollars worth of plates. And it was just I think that just oh really God. worked out, you know, and like you know, to have to add. So but yeah, because uh, mostly it's everyone's, you know, if you're you know, I mean I was lucky to find there's a gym near me that is upgrading their stuff. So they were selling, you know, for you know, reasonably two dollars, you know, a pound. Yeah. So I picked up two 45 pound plates and that was like, you know, 180 bucks. But I mean, that's, that's still, that's still that's, a great price. Yeah. Cause that's about, I mean, that's more like what it should be for Olympic plates, like two bucks right. a pound. That's about, but like some people are, we're charging like $3 a pound, you know, yeah. and because they would, they knew, you know, or you had to wait, you know, things were just gone. Like if you went to like any like store, like Walmart or any of that stuff, all their stuff was just gone. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I don't know. And I don't know what the status is now because, uh, I got more weights than I can lift now. Yeah. <laughs> I ran out. Actually, I need more weight now. I ran out and I, I my for my deadlift anyway. I'm I have no I need more weight. Hey, so, that's a good problem though. Now it's a good problem, yes. Yeah. So three, I'm at 319. So I mean my oh deadlift. My gosh, so if crazy. I can get, you know, I don't want too much. I mean, I really don't it's not my like I'm not trying to be like, I'm gonna deadlift like five hundred pounds. Like, no, I don't care. Yeah. Like it's it's more like I have a certain goal in mind, yes. Yeah, uh, just like my, you know bench press and stuff like that i have just a certain goal and once i hit that goal i'm i'm good i'm not looking to be some kind of elite uh athlete or anything but yeah uh, and you can't you you can't um you can't compare yourself to the people on tv or facebook or whatever you know everybody's different and oh yeah everyone's they're different they're only me. showing you the best of the best so you, you know people, <laughs> including myself i get i get fooled like my gosh why can't i bench 300 pounds well Dave, you're never going to bench three. You, know you know what though? It's realistically, actually, I was reading that it's all by age. So I mean, like, there's only you're only like, for instance, you're only going to be able to lift so much. You'll you're going to get to a point where that's that's it's just not going to happen because right. they say the average, like in myself, I'm 40. The average 40 year old can only lift 80, can only bench 80 percent of his weight. So I'm like already well behind that. So so I'm like I'm good there. I'm already I'm I'm on my way to advanced status advanced would be if i can bench like i think like 275 or something like that right, i can bench right. 203 you know so i mean but sooner or later i'm going to get to a point where it's not going to matter you know right. like how much lifting i do sooner or later it's just that's going to be the top so right, someone like exactly. someone like yourself 53 i mean as long as you're, if you're benching like i think it's even lower it's like yours is like the averages i think the averages might be 70 percent. i think you're 75 percent somewhere on there of your of your body weight, weight? Yeah, that's like the the average, like probably who fifty year olds say. Probably, I'm surprised probably. it's even that high because I mean, hell, our body weight just keeps going up. It ain't going down. No, right, no. You know, in general, I look around. I'm about one. Like I said, I'm about one eighty right now, and so that puts me at like one forty four is what realistically, if I were just an average forty year old, I can bench, and that's one forty four is easy. Right. <laughs> So right, yeah. I'm happy just to be like, Hey, okay. You know what? I'm, I'm lifting above my body weight. Uh, yeah. and that's cool. Like, but 250 is really my, the big, you know, the big goal for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, 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 and for people listening that, you know, haven't been exercising at all, that seems so insurmountable, but it's not, you know, it's, there's no. a reason, there's a reason there's only two and a half pound plates. You just do a, I have a couple just do a little, little at a time. Yeah. That, that's it. Yeah. No, it's right. No, because you know what? And plus, you're gonna have good. You have good lifting days and bad lifting days. And there's days where I'm like, 
I'll go to lift like 163 and be like, what the heck, man? I can't, I can't. it's like this, it's like a pair lift this. Like yeah. what's going on? You know, just, yeah. just for, so for whatever reason, sometimes you just have like a fatigue kind of day, but no, absolutely. I didn't, when I was, I did a little bit of benching with my friend back in, I think 2019, early 2019. And I was only doing like, I think maybe 125, like that was heavy. Right. right. And the yeah. thought of being like, the thought of lifting over 200 pounds, no way. Like that would have been like, that's crazy, yeah. you know? So, but yeah. here I am, you know? So it's- Yeah, just little, it's, it's just like our feet. Just keep going, keep going yeah, every absolutely. day, every day, a little bit. I think it's really important to set goals. You know, you, you set that reachable goal and then you got to set a goal that's like ridiculous. You have to yes. set two goals. Like, you know, you set the one that you, you keep setting the little ones because the little ones will help you get to the ridiculous one. Oh yeah, exactly. You're the exactly. baby ones. They're like, okay, you know, I, I want to lift, you know, like I'm lifting 180 pounds. Oh, I want to lift 185. And then you just get there and then, you know, one night, you know, yep. But like, you know what? Maybe the big goal, like I said, be for me, for instance, is 250. So I'm, I'm hopefully, you know, we'll get there, you know, but I don't know. Yeah. And, and I mean, that, that system goes for anything, you know, if like for playing music, some people would say, oh my gosh, I could never, the other instrument I play is like the, the tin whistle or the Irish whistle. And uh, it's a, it's a much simpler instrument. And, uh, you know, people that pick that up, they're like, gosh, I could never play like so-and-so or so-and-so. Well, you don't have to play like them. You have to play like yourself. You know, you, you just start out. <laughs> Develop you know, your style. Put, yeah. Put in the fingers. You start out the very basic, and you just put a two and a half pound plate on top of that, and then another one, and another, and then eventually you can so, actually play a tune. You know, same. It's almost like every instrument. It's the same idea. Like when you're learning drums, you know, you got to start at a four beat, and then you know you can then you can add little you know here and there, add more things and yes. symbols and you know all that stuff. It's like. You have to learn how to, was it, what they say, you have to learn how to walk before you can run or whatever. Yeah. And, like, and, uh, like another way with that was like <clears throat> transitioning, uh, like in life scenarios, uh, when I transitioned out of being in a, in a, in a uniform and I, I wrote a note cause I, I wanted to talk about this just to help, help other people, because I know so many people have this issue and they don't ever talk about it. And, uh, and it's about people that were in, had served in a, in a uniform uh, for any period, of, uh, any extended period of time, like cops, firemen, military, first responders, or, or, or even a company uniform, really. Um, you know, when that, eventually that's gonna end. And, and for me, it ended in an abrupt manner. Um, but for other people, you know, it can be, just retirement or, or just uh, your tour of duty changes or whatever. But um, what I didn't realize was that I had made that uniform I was wearing on the outside, just creep into my core being. And, uh, and in a lot of ways, that's a good thing. You know, you do the best you can at what you're doing, but it really should only be a part of who you are. Um, and, and I, I, I didn't realize that I had allowed myself to be almost completely all about that that uniform so that when it came time to transition or, you know, you know, put two and a half pound plates on something, you know, just to make mm -hmm. small little changes, um, you know, it was a shock. Uh, uh, and I think, you know, anybody, I know this, uh, it's kind of going off on a tangent from the two and a half pound plates, but, um, <laughs> you know, anybody making it, whatever that transition is, 
whether it's getting out of uniform to something else, or it's a transition from, you know, being able to do something to not being able to do something like you're, you know, what you're, what you were asking me, you know, um, you're going to have to reinvent yourself in some way, in, in some form or manner, you're going to have to reinvent yourself. And if you oh, don't, absolutely. right. I, I mean, what happens if you didn't reinvent yourself? Uh, bad things. I mean, I'm, I'm a podcaster now. I mean, I wasn't a podcaster <laughs> before. You know? yeah, that's a great example. Exactly. Like, I mean, YouTube channel. I'm, I, I'm, I've, I, ever since, like, ever since, you know, taking off my quote unquote work uniform, you know, uh, right. working for a company for 10 years, you know, I like to keep myself busy with things and try and, you know, it's like, okay, what am I doing now? Like, what's going to be, you know, I know I'm a stay at home dad and I get that, but that's not all I want to be. Right. Know? Cause, cause you're, yeah, you do look back at that life and you're like, you miss it. So you need to find something that gives you that same type of uh, feeling, you know, of importance, you know, not that being a stay-at-home dad's awesome. And I, I, you know, I love my son, but it's sometimes you want, you need, there's another itch you need to scratch, you know? And, you know, so that's what like, to me, fitness is that, and, uh, you know, going out and working on my Mustang, that's that, you know, going out and doing, you know, a podcast, find, you know, just finding things to do, you know, that, you know, make me feel like I'm earning my keep over here. <laughs> You know, I don't want to just stay home and just clean the house. You know, you want to, you want to, that's not a job. That's not, you know, I want something where I feel like I'm giving back. And now I actually work an actual job, you know, doing spin class, teaching spin class three days a week. And so I'm actually back on the, you know, getting W2s again and all that. So, so that feels good. Those little, but you're right that you have to, you know, I, I would never think that I was ever going to be a spin instructor, but that all started by years ago, you know, supporting a friend who was also a spin instructor. And then just developing a, a love for that. So you never know where things are going to take you. You always have to just go with what, you know, whatever anchors, you know, I think we all need an anchor. You need something like, you know, like I said, fitness for me is an anchor. That's what keeps me grounded. And uh, I'm sure it does the same for you. Yeah, it's so true. So true. Mainly for me, it's for, you know, it's the uh, music and family and, and the fitness is, uh, although I do, I do go to therapy, uh, Fitness is that iron is uh, is therapy. No doubt. Yeah. Yep. What do you do when you're upset? Uh, I go down in the basement. Like I, you know, yeah. Punch that <laughs> exactly. bag or whatever. It's like, what do you do? Like, yeah, that's uh, to me, that's the best. Um, I mean, I know people. You know, I know a lot of people that you know go to therapy and stuff like that. But I mean, for me, that yeah, I'm that is yeah, that's 100 my therapy. You know, yeah. keeps me uh, keeps me sane. So yeah. or, or like I said, or working out in the garage or whatever, doing like things like that. So, but yeah, no, you gotta, you have to, you have to definitely reinvent yourself. Um, it's very similar to like the feeling after doing, they say after like when, when you do a marathon, a lot of things happen to marathon runners. There's like, there's that marathon high. So you come off of all that training, you do your marathon. And then afterwards you're like, you get depressed because you're like, what's next? What do I do next? Like, so you have to, now you have to get yourself you know, signed up for another race or do something like, cause you're like, you know, you're just, you're so high up, you know, you feel so good. And then, but now it's over. Now I think it's all over now that race is over and it's over. So that's, just, that's the feeling you work, you work at a job. And then after all that, you're told, Hey, I'm taking your uniform, you know? And it's like, Oh, <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and then yeah. what, what do I do? You know? And so it's, it's really important to, yeah jump right back in and say, okay, what other things do I like? You know, or what, you know, what, what, you know, what, what interests me and then just locking onto something. Yeah. Agreed. And, 
and you know with with that you know finding what to do to reinvent yourself uh like you said it's great it's like you would have would you have ever thought you were going to be a podcaster or have a yeah YouTube it's like you know channel? i got friends that do it and things like that but i was just like what am i going to do and then all of a sudden just like this this is how that was born you know it was just like yeah. you know sitting there going there's no there is no really podcast for people with RP. That was what, that was really what kind of hit me. I was like, I thought about it. I was like, oh, maybe I could do a podcast. That might be fun. And I'm like, but what am I going to do? You know? And then yeah. boom, I was like, it just popped in my head. I was like, oh my God, I can have people on and have them actually like share their stories because it was, you know, you, you, you can go on Facebook all you want and go on those, go on our, you know, our Facebook group and stuff, but it doesn't like, it doesn't really paint the picture right of these people. You know, you see their posts. And it just, they all, all the posts sometimes just blend into one, you know, it's the same, you know, issues and same problems. So I think it's cooler to hear some voice and hear them talking about, you know, the issue and the problems yeah. that they're going through or, um, and, and all that. Cause now, now it, it, there's, it's, it's so much different. Like, this is cooler than if you were posting something like on Facebook and, you know, I'd be like, oh, that's great. You know, but you'd be. What happens is it gets lost in the shuffle sometimes, you know, on the Facebook group. There's so many people posting. So yeah, your, your just, voice can get so lost. Much, yeah. And then, you you know, if you, if you put something on there and you expect people to see it, they might not, they yeah. literally might not even see it because there's so yeah. much traffic on the dark. Exactly. Time. You have to be visual. I mean, I get that all the time. Just like, I mean, us sharing our YouTube videos for the, the RP show and all that stuff. It's like, if you're not vigilant and posting a lot to keep your post at the top, you know, yeah, it just, it's just, it's just lost in a sea of, you know, stuff, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, definitely think, it's, it's better. You know, it's something you said really uh, hits home about that, you know, reinventing yourself. Part of that, I think success in the reinvention is that you're helping other people and you might not even think of it in that way, but um, like when you started the podcast, you, you might've just been thinking of, I got to do something. But think, you'll never know, like we sort of said at the beginning, like how many people you've helped. And I include myself, you've helped me. So I appreciate that. That's, a, that's, that's why I do it. But that's a reminder, too, of why I do it. Because, you know, yeah. I get those poses and people are like, you know, or they say, they'll say that to me. And I, don't, and I don't even think about it. Yeah, you're right. I don't even think about it sometimes. I'm just like, you know, doing my thing and just, I'm just doing what I thought would be cool, you know. And then some people just being like, other, I had, I've had podcasts where I, by the end, the person was in a better mood. Right. You know, because I gave them maybe some ideas to what to do. And they went, they went from being upset to being like, I'm going to do that. Like, that's a great yeah. idea. Like, and, and they felt so much more better, you know, because um, you know, I've had people on who didn't know what to do next. And I said, and I was like, why not pick up an instrument? Why not? Like, why not pick up, like, think of something that you want to like, why not learn how to play this or do that? You know, that like, you can do that. But yeah. you're yeah. like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to, they're like, oh my God, I never really thought about that. Like, I'm going to yeah. do that. Like, that'll give me something to do. Like, like, yeah. Like, so no, like I, me and Steve, we always say the same thing on the, about the RP show is that we love the comments, like about people saying like, Oh my God, like, you know, you really changed my life. Like or, these, these tips are great. And I didn't, you know, and thank you so much. Like yeah. that's, that's why that's what keeps us going. Cause sometimes we're hoping to get, we, you know, we always want, you know, you want more subscribers and you want, you really want the channel to grow and it's not growing as fast as maybe we thought, but we're still like, but those messages, like those comments, those are the ones that were like, yeah, like we're doing something cool. Let's keep going. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, and and uh, you had mentioned how the Facebook thing doesn't really, doesn't really tell the whole story. I just listened to the, 
the one lady from Australia, your podcast with her. Oh, she's awesome. And, and she's an incredible person, right? But she mentioned that something that she had put on the Facebook group and she people gave her some negative uh, vibes from it or whatever. Oh, like never... the vitamins and stuff. Yeah, about the, the yeah. vitamin E. You know, I mean, yep, we were talking about that. She actually changed my world because for years I thought vitamin E was bad. Right. And then right. I didn't, it was a synthetic vitamin E that they had tested. So I was like, and that's, re- I'm like, not natural vitamin E. So like you can eat yeah. fruit. I mean, like, I mean, I, I went back to eating fruits for vitamin E because I also learned that it actually has to be the same, what they were saying, it had to be the same amount like that huge amount of vitamin E, just like you would take vitamin E, like I take vitamin A, it would have to be the same amount for it to actually impact your vision. But now we're actually we're learning, now we've learned it's actually synthetic vitamin E, that's the issue, not a natural vitamin E. So really yeah. anything, fruits and all the, all, you know, go ahead, go nuts, you know? Right, and if you saw, you know, most people that saw her Facebook post, which, which I never even have even seen, you know, would scroll by it or, you know, say something. Oh, it's always well. That's the trouble too. It's like it's people. You can always tell the people that are negative about their vision, and the people that are positive about their vision. And you'll see those comments, like you know. And I, I, I try to. I do my best to stay away from commenting because there's sometimes I want to be like the the dad or whatever, and come in and be right and say something like, "Hey, yo, let this person speak." You know, there's no need to be like. You know, we all, you know, we're all here just for good stuff here. Have like, you ever actually you gotta... done that? Have you well, ever I mean, actually well, what, well the, one of the biggest things that bothers me, and I always, and I have to refrain from commenting, and I talk about this, is when somebody posts something about driving at or whatever, and you always get to be like, you should stop driving now. You should stop. And it's always like, like they're being violent about it. Not just saying, hey, I don't know you, but it sounds like you should stop driving. I mean, I say it's not our place. We are not doctors. We don't know their current situation. You, they might have, they may be in a situation where they have to drive. Like it's their livelihood and there's no public transportation. And yes, they know they shouldn't be driving, but it's one of those, like, it's just, those, so we don't, we're not in their footsteps. We're not doctors. And we sh- and if anything, we should, we should be able to relate to them because we should know that like, you know, yeah, you know, it's not that easy to just say, oh, you can't drive. Stop driving now. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't like, I just don't like when people get like, it, I don't mind the sharing of, hey, I don't think you should do that. I don't know you, but it sounds like you might want to think about that. Like, that's different than saying, stop driving now. Like, you're, you're like, and I've seen that from people I respect too. Like, and I'm like, the guys, you can't say it like that. That's not going to help anybody, you know? Um, granted, I've also seen people post things in the group that I'm like, I would not have posted that there because you're going to get flack for that, you know? Like, you know, but, you know, I just stay away. So, because I mean, I've also had a girl on here and I've mentioned this before. I had a girl on my podcast early on and the way she described her vision, it sounded worse than mine now. And she was still driving. (laughs) And I'm like, and she's just like, oh, well, you know, I know what to do. And I do this. I don't go that far. I'm like, I'm like, I go not. And she was young. So I was like, of course, you know, dad kicked in again, you know? And I'm like, dad modes in. And I'm like, I don't mean to, I'm not going to tell you to stop driving but I definitely think you should consider it or, you know, you should think about it because your vision, your, your brain is tricking you. Your brain will try to trick you and make you believe that you can do a lot of things that you're not supposed to be doing. Um, and you can, in RP, you only can get lucky so much. Um, so that's right. I, that, but that's the way I said, I said it nicely. I didn't say like, stop driving. What are you, what are you, what you're driving? 
yeah. what are you crazy? It sounds like you have more vision yeah. than me. You should like it's we, we get violent. Like we're like we get I, everyone gets so angry on the Facebook groups when you people put postings like, oh, I was driving the other night and you know it was re- really tough. I almost I, I hit a curb or doing something I'm like you know how many times I hit curbs while I was driving in my twenties still like you know how many times I did something that you know how many people with who don't have RP probably do that. Just because right. things like that happen doesn't mean you should just be like, nope, looks like it's time to stop driving. No, I mean, geez, my wife has bad night vision. <laughs> and, sure. you know, yeah. It's like, you know, guys, like you you can't, we're not doctors, you know, we're, we're, the group's supposed to be there for like support. It's a support group. Right, that's, right. that's not support when you're telling somebody, you know, stop driving now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're wrong. You should not be doing that. How dare you? It's like, no. Right. You know, there's nice no, ways I, of saying it. <laughs> you know, imagine if someone you know, just going to you, she's not bagpiping. What are you right, doing? Right. You're ridiculous. Well, they've said that. I've, I've heard that many times. <laughs> You're going to get hurt. And it's like, instead of just being like, hey, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you should like look into it, make sure like, you know, David, this is going to be something that, you know, bagpiping's okay for you and stuff. You know, I don't want you to see, I don't want to see you get hurt. You know, like, like that, that, that's a nicer way, you know, than just telling someone like, you know, like, yeah. So I have to bite my tongue. I do. I'm telling you, I scroll in the posts and, and yeah. I'm guilty of like, yeah, sometimes I think I, I think I also understand why people sometimes don't react to posts and things like that on there too. It's because we get overstimulated with RP. You know, everybody's posting all the same type of problems and it's almost like you're Superman and with super hearing and, and you're hearing every single problem around the world. And you're just like, you're like, I don't I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to re- react to this. So you just yeah. you keep scrolling because you've seen it before. You, you've already heard this before. So that's why I think it gets lost. Once again, that all those posts get lost in the shuffle because a lot of people see that and go, you know what? I just don't want to read this today. Like I, I've been there. I don't even, it's, I, I don't want to read it. Like I, I already know what they're going to say. And I just, you know, so we yeah. get, we become desensitized because the group is just so many people that are just trying to get their, feelings out you know but so many people are doing that that you're just like you get overwhelmed so to me it's like it's like nicer just to go one by one get one person on the show at a time you know and just kind of battle it that way you know and get let them tell their story here right you know and get a little more filtered than just over just all these posts and just yeah it's it's overwhelming i know i hit i hit the snooze button on it so you know for 30 days as much as I can, really, because I, I, I say to myself, what good are you doing for others? And what good is this doing for you? And a lot of times, zero, the answer is zero. So <laughs> I hit the snooze on it there, you know, especially right. the, the driving thing is a funny thing. I remember driving this is a long time before my diagnosis. I remember driving to a, a band practice in Maryland. And this was a band that I was excited to join but it was like an hour's drive away. Um, and I s- had a great practice and things were going good. And um, so I started to drive home and I, I, could, I-, I couldn't see anything other than the headlights. And, and I didn't get far and I pulled off or off the road and just really, I started bawling. Uh, it really snuck up on me, you know? And even though I knew I knew, you know, like uh, logically, um, but you know, you just keep fooling yourself. And uh, uh, so 
you know, after I composed myself for a bit, I, I called my wife and I uh, told her, I, I don't think I told her that I just freaked out because I can't see anything on the road because what good would that do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Can you go over there and help me? I don't remember driving home, but I made it. Uh, the, uh, but there's so many people, you know, on those, on those groups that they're really, maybe even their negative comments are really cries for help, you know? But right, right. yeah, I know the dad thing, it kicks in. There's so many times I've typed, yeah. <laughs> I, I know to do it at work. If I'm, I never put anything negative in an email, always do that and face in, in person or, or, or on, you know, talking. Um, but if I'm going to put something, I don't know, not so great in an email, I never send it the same day. I, I type it out, I put it and save, and then I go the next morning do I still feel I, the same I, way? Most yeah. of the time, I don't send it. I'll just pick up the phone and call the person and, and sort it out that way. Uh, um, uh, but, you know, a lot of people, they don't have that skill. And they, nope. they, were, they were angry and had other issues long before RP got the best of them. That, or it's like sometimes it triggers, I think it triggers people like when they see that post and there's someone's driving, they just, like, like you said, something might have personally happened to them while driving. And it's like, yeah, like you said, they're just reacting and going, you know, they don't want that to happen to them. So instead of it's coming across as being like uh, abrasive, but that's it's Facebook, point. it's Facebook and they don't know how to, you know, you know, kind of say it correctly via, you know, typing, you know, it's like, you know, they're just, it just, like I said, it hits home to them and they're just like, no, you got to stop driving. Like, it's like, yeah, that's a good point. Where it's like it's just it's just I think one person I saw will comment on someone's video and they said it the right way. They said like you know because I think someone was posting something to be like they thought they were posting something to be more like RP is not going to stop me, you know. And it wasn't yeah. like it didn't get that response. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, like right. one person did one one person was like oh that yeah you're right you know that's good but you know hopefully you're not you're not going to hurt anybody you know as long right. as you're not hurting yeah. anybody that's cool like. But you know, it did not get, I was like, ah, I was like, I wouldn't have posted that to be fair. Yeah, yeah. But, right, delete. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I haven't driven since I stopped driving. You know, I, I have driven at least maybe, I could still count, I think on one hand, the times that I've had to drive. Um, right. But like, you know, maybe four or five times since, you know, 2000, you know, December, 2015 when I stopped. Uh, right. But they're one of the, it's one of those, I have to do it situations. There's nobody else to help me. And, and I think to myself, can I do it? And can I do it safely? Yes. You know, or, you know, if I, if I, you know, cause I tell people, I'm like, I won't do something if I honestly don't think, you know, it's going to be safe or I'm, I'm going to endanger myself. So yeah. I think you just got to think about that, but you know what, that's why I can relate to the people that, you know, that do that. And I'm like, but I wouldn't have posted that. Like I wouldn't have posted like, you know, Maybe one of the last times I drove, I, I don't post that on Facebook. I don't post anything. If I drive or did something like that, I don't go, hey, yeah, look at this. RP is not going to stop me. You know, of course, I'm going to get flack for that. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you, you know. Yeah, exactly. but I get the feeling. I get the idea that, you know, you want to, for one moment, feel good, you know. So, like, you know, like one time uh, earlier this year, I needed to road test my Mustang. I didn't want anybody to drive it but me because <laughs> I didn't want 
I didn't feel comfortable with anybody driving it, you know, if, right. if, if there was an issue. But what I do is I have a friend sit in the passenger seat and be my, I have one friend, he's an army guy. So he's, you know, he's all about, you know, being doing something stupid. Uh, so he's, he's, he doesn't care. He's like me. So I was like, dude, I just need you to be my extra set of eyes just in case. And I just want to take the car around the block just to make sure, you know, just kind of test everything out. And that's all we did. We went around the block. So that scratched my institute for driving. And you know what? I didn't hurt anybody. And he yeah. was, that was the safe way to do it. I didn't hop in the car and do and go, you know what? I should be okay to go around the block. No, I literally was like, Hey dude, I want to rotate the car. Can you come over? Just, I just want you in the car just to make sure I'm yeah. okay. Like that to me is the proper way, you know, to, to approach that. If, I mean, if you're in a position like me where it's like, yes, I have tunnel vision, but my vision is usable. Like the visual vision I have is good. Yeah. It's clear. Like I can see. So, right. you know, I just can't account for, you know, somebody running out in front of me or, you know, or, you know, things like that, you know, the, but no, like, but I would not post that still, even though like someone would be like, Oh, that's great. Mike, you got a chance to drive around the block. Like someone else might look at it and go, Oh, that's great. You did that. You know, but somebody in a Facebook community might be like, you know, in the RP Facebook community might be like, Oh, that's stupid. Why are you doing that? You know, da, da, right. da. like, you know, like they might not react. They don't understand, you know, if it, if anybody, I think anybody even listening right now who should understand would know that if you had a chance to drive, you'd take it. If someone was like, hey, I'll sit in the car, the passenger seat, I'll be your extra set of eyes, and we'll go somewhere real, you know, where you won't, we're not gonna hurt anybody, you'd take it. You know, one of my, I know my Steve had an opportunity, his wife uh, uh, for his birthday did something like that where they took him in this, um, I forgot what it was. Uh, some vehicle over in you know, the UK, but they let him drive it in this open, you know, it was like an like a, like open area, like, you know, it's like a school basically for people who were like blind or something like that. Yeah. So this stuff exists. There's, way to, there's ways to do things, I think, safely. But once again, if I'm on public roads and I still have a license, I technically still have a valid right. driver's license. So I'm not yeah. doing anything technically that's quote unquote illegal, you know. <laughs> I'm just not doing something safe, you know, but I'm being, but I always being smart about it, you know? So I, I mean, I have a 68 Mustang. I want to like drive it. And I still, while I still, there's a possibility of still being able to do it safely, but yeah. I would never drive that. I would never, I mean, I could, and it would be stupid. I could just hop in the car right now and just be like, let's go and just go drive off. But no, I stopped driving for a reason, you know? So yeah. Yeah. That's why I have my friends, my friends drive it now. Like I just work on it. My friends, I have friends that, you know, I figure if anything, that's a good, you know, temptation for like to get me around to ride and get, like I get rides and they get to get, you know, they get to drive a cool car, so, <laughs> exactly. you know, and I get to work on it. So it scratches all my, you know, it's, it's, it's all about scratching those itches, you know, like, right, you know, right. and I understand that sooner or later, you know, being a mechanic, that'll, that'll be, that'll go away too. But at least for now, I'll do that. I'll enjoy it. Pass it on to my son and all that lovely stuff. Right. You know? But yeah, you, know. you cram. Do you ever feel that that panic of having to get things done? Because you're oh, absolutely. You know, it's, it's cool that you bring that up. Yeah, no, yeah. I was gonna say, and with when people RP, it feels don't you feel like, um, yeah, like oh, I have to do this because I don't, I don't know when you know when this is like. Or I hate when people say to me, oh, you should just wait a few years to do that. 
Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah. you should you shouldn't spend that money now. You know, you should like wait a few years. I'm like, I don't have a few years. I don't know what that that that, that works in your world. Yeah. Right. Right. The RP world, we don't we don't know, you know. Like I do I definitely have started a I haven't written anything down, but I definitely do have a RP bucket list. So yeah, things that like I want to see, you know, before that happens. So it's like, yeah, but like people don't understand that. Like you even saving money for me is very difficult because I've always lived lived in that live for the now moment. You know, right. because I'm not guaranteed in five years, like, oh, I'll save up for this for five years and I'll do this. Well, what if I don't have the vision enough to do it? Yeah, so like, yeah. you know, you don't know, like I want to, I want to enjoy this right now, you know? So yes, a lot of the times my, the way I buy things and do things, it's because my mind isn't very much, I need this now and do this now. And yeah, I need to get done now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah people, now, that's the other funny, thing. You, because I'm the opposite now. I, when I was first like coming out of the job and all that stuff, I had a huge panic and felt the need to get things done right away for that same reason. And like, uh, I felt, yeah. like I had been uh, getting these certificate levels of skill, like in bagpipe playing, it's called the piping and drumming qualifications board. And it's based in Scotland and it, it's a great program. And uh, okay, cool. I had been taking these levels of tests for a lot of years and but I felt this panic to get to my final level, which was this level six. And then <clears throat> after that, you could get a tutor certificate. And I got through level six. And then the only way I could take the tutor certificate without waiting for another year for them to come back to America was to go to Scotland. But I was so panicked about losing my sight. This was 2017. Okay. I, I bought a ticket and went to Glasgow, Scotland to take <laughs> took the test. And, uh, and you had to like teach a bu bunch of classes and, and do certain other things. And, uh, uh, but that was kind of an ex extreme thing. Like it kind of self, it was really self-centered, you know, I got five kids and a wife and I, off I'm going to Scotland by myself, but it was based on that panic. And now I look back on it and I'm, I'm really glad it's done. Uh, right, yeah. but I'm not panicked anymore. I'm, That's good. I think from, 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 from doing that really and just having some time to like sit back and try to regroup about what's happened. Um, I don't have a list. Uh, my list is, I, I try to make my list to be gratitude and uh, all right. Appreciate what you, yeah, appreciate everything that's yeah. going on around you and stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, think about this though, like, um, RP in a way, you know, having RP gave you the opportunity to go to Scotland. Like you, you would probably, you might not even done that trip you know you know had you not had that thought that was actually what pushed you so it's a positive thing that really that you know you experienced something like that even though you felt i feel that way all the time too like when i do things i always feel like i'm being selfish you know because like yeah. well i'm going blind so you know da, 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 i i, I you know, it's, it's important that i do this you know but i don't think we should feel selfish you know like you know yeah, there's a balance, like wrong. everything else, there's a balance in there somewhere. Yeah, right. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong. I think it, I, I mean, I feel that way all the time. I definitely, I can relate to how you're feeling. Like, I, I that you feel that way when, when you're like, oh, why did I do that? Like, is, is, am I just thinking of myself? Am I, you know, should I be, I mean, thinking about family first and why, blah, blah, blah. And so, but it's like, that helps, like, that helps our mental health, though. Like, sometimes being doing things like, you know, that we always wanted to do and just being ourselves for a little bit, you know, and, 
like like me doing races and stuff like that like sometimes i'll think to myself like am i doing too many races you know you know exactly should i be home more like but sometimes i'm like i'm never out <laughs> i'm home all the time so yeah you know what no i deserve to go out i deserve i i'm a, I, this is you know this is good this is what helps my you know focus and helps me be a better dad it helps me be a better you know husband and all these things because you know i need to get that you know to be a maniac out you know and, <laughs> you know and come back to home you know like yeah i think back home it's like you can't you know so it's yeah no, I, I can. I, it's, it's definitely tough. And I think a lot of people, I bet more people probably feel selfish because if they're with somebody who's, you know, sighted, you know, they have a, who have many people who are not, you know, who are just regularly sighted people because you feel like, you know, what's, what's about me, you know, but it's not, but like, but there, but it is, you know, like there's no, nothing wrong, you know, with, with, you know, feeling that way, you know? Yeah. Hey, I'm going to, let me hit the bathroom for a second. Okay. Oh, so we go. So continuing off what we were left off with here. Um, I wanted to actually ask you an important question. Who wins in a fight? You are the wet floor sign. <laughs> um, the dreaded you know, wet floor sign. I don't really worry about them. I say swing away, Meryl. Just <laughs> swing away. You know, I'm more worried about things like the pickle jar displays in the grocery store. Oh, no. <laughs> I know, actually I, would never think about that. I've come close to that tragedy. I mean, I've never seen that happen, but. Oh, man. My God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know? But, you know, it goes back to the, you know, uh, if the wet floor signs were made out of glass, that would be a different story. Oh, imagine that. Oh, oh my God. The, the shattered glass we would be dealing with. Like, it would be. I, I, first, I just feel like who invented this out of who made this out of glass? Who's idea was this? <laughs> why? Why did you do this? You know? It's bad enough I, they make it so that it kind of falls apart. It's like why? 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 Why, do you, why would you do this? Oh my god! That is so I loud guess, as it is when it drops. Like it, I can't imagine glass. Oh my god! So it, I guess instead of making the wet floor signs glass, we should make the pickle jars plastic. Yeah, just like, I'll put no more glass pickle jars. We want just. Plastic pickle jars. <laughs> as a matter of fact, get rid of all glass. We're getting rid of all glass containers, like a pasta sauce, everything. We don't, yeah. Because, you know, one good swipe of your hand as you're walking by an aisle and you're knocking over, a, you know, I think a pasta sauce or whatever. It's on. You'll get banned from the place. They'd be like, F sir, every time you come in here, you know, you knock down displays. Like, it's not my fault. The way you set things up. I'm waiting for that to be like one, you know, like I'm surprised it never happened. You know how they always have those like serial displays or anything that like they're all stacked up and you're like, how has nobody knocked this over? <laughs> how I've not, I mean, I haven't knocked this over. So that's like, yeah, yeah. I think, so, I think, yeah. uh, you know, those cup of noodles, like the ramen things. Yeah. I've yeah. Knocked, like not completely topple the thing over, but I've taken out like a quarter of it before. Yeah. There you go. And they're like, why is it? They just kind of, right there. They're like this guy really doesn't like noodles, man. <laughs> they just see, they just see, just like you know, not just hitting them, and you're like, oh, apparently he's a little pissed off about the noodles. <laughs> like, no, no, no. That's why I sometimes wonder how other people react to it. Like, if you're not holding your cane and you did that, they'd be like, 
Look at this klutz over here, knock, just knocking noodles and stuff, tossing yeah, stuff off the shelves. I don't use it. I only use the cane. You know, I use it to warn people that I'm I'm gonna bump into them. But I use <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I have an issue. Please get out of my way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. only use it going into DC. Uh, but other than that, when I go in the grocery store, I'm either always with my wife or kids. And, uh, oh, so they're, they're I call them my mobile canes. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I'm like I'm like I'm not gonna bring my cane. You guys, you guys are my canes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's but it, it is a. It, it is a relief to have that cane in your hand. No doubt about it. Uh, oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, cause it's like, you go from being a drunk guy to, you know, just, yeah. Oh, a guy with a problem. Right. You know, like, you know, right. Like, oh, they get it. Like, Oh, okay. never mind. Oh no. It's like, Oh, do you need help versus that guy needs help? <laughs> you know? yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, no, it, it's definitely more comforting. Although I feel like, do you ever feel like you have to like, you're acting blind sometimes when you have it, like you don't need it. And maybe as much as you think you like, maybe, you, you know, you need it, but you don't need it as much as like you really would in the future. You might need it. And like, but you feel like, well, you're holding it. So you have to be swiping it or doing something because people are going to be like, why is that dude just holding a cane? Like, like, Oh, he must be pretending. Like, like, I don't know. I feel like I sometimes have to actually, or, or I practice really. I actually take time. Even if I'm like, I know where I'm walking and I know there's nothing in front of me. I'll still swipe it around, you know, because I feel like it's a good time to just, you know, practice. Yeah, it's it goes back to that always on high alert, man. That's why we're exhausted at the end of the day. You're in this high alert status to either, you know, worrying that you're supposed to look like Ralphie from the Christmas story. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. people or, will call you out. Or whatever, yeah. yeah. There are going to be people, oh, I saw this guy. He just, it's like when I got, um, when I had to go get sent to, um, their doctor for to get approved for disability right. it, it actually said um you know subject you know or whatever a person says uh, allegedly has you know right now i'm like <laughs> allegedly like like who, <laughs> one who actually is writing down who's applying for disability and lying and actually remembering to write down that they have retinitis being just like where somehow they pulled that out of their you know but like, yes yeah, i have an, i have an eye condition like come on and then there's at two there's actually people faking this so when i went in like to get you know and you know tested you know and in course failed miserably and um i was like told that guy i was like do people actually fake blindness like it said it said you know allegedly i was like you know you have to confirm that i'm not lying and like but do people actually do that and he's like well he's like i haven't specifically seen it but i guess i guess there was somebody that believed they were blind right they actually be just they believed that they had a condition and they convinced themselves they they literally convinced themselves that they did and then one day just somebody was like gave them a pretend cure and that fixed them like you know like it was just like they're they mentally actually believed oh, sound like an old wives tale to me there yeah they just were like hey here's this this is gonna fix it like you know and just like totally you know yeah. clean them up but that's it like but that's the only thing he told me i was, I was like i like i can't believe there'd be people who want to actually you know how exhausting it is actually just even acting i mean i am going blind you know how exhausting it is just to make sure that people like don't think that i'm faking this like that's exhausting enough like i, I couldn't imagine actually faking it you know even when you're sitting out when you're holding your cane and i'm like oh i want to go use my phone sometimes i don't even use my phone because i don't want someone going oh that guy's obviously faking it because oh, he's, he's using his cell phone and like so sometimes I'll fold my cane up and I'll put it in my bag so no one sees me holding that. So at least, you know, maybe for the moment, nobody realizes and I can use my phone. Yeah. Like, they're like, dude, 
Like yeah. it's exhausting just that. I don't want to be pretending 24 seven. That's almost as bad as pretending you can't walk. Or something. like that's work. The uh, right that poor that that picture that poor lady that had her cane and she's looking. At oh yeah, see, I seen that with the meme, right? Yeah. So I mean, she's she's actually helped a lot of people by being actually the victim of that photo. Um, because we we were anybody who's seen that that is vision impaired or blind uh, or vision impaired, um, you know, we are much more cautious now about that, you know, because people just don't understand, you know. No. And there's other times like talking about seeing is like and the exhaustion or whatever, just weaving around thing. You know, my wife and I watch a show and a TV show on the TV, right? And I could see the TV fine, really. Uh, and there'll be words on the screen and she, sometimes I could see them some, and sometimes I can't. And she'll at, she'll, she'll start reading it off to me and, and, uh, she, she'll say, were you able to see that? And I said, honestly, I, I wasn't looking, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you, know you, you want to take a break from that. You said exhaustion. Of yeah. That. Like, I mean, like, you know, the whole scanning and yeah. The, yeah. And, you know, yeah. Knowing where to look all the time and having to, yeah, you know, it's like this is work, people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We make I, like my friends always say I make it look easy, like because they forget. Like sometimes I mean, you know, my friends will walk with me and they'll forget. You know, they'll walk away from me and they'll forget because they're like, Mike, you, you know, you do this so well, we forget that you know that you're actually like going blind. It's like yeah, I know, but it's a lot of work to uh, to look normal. <laughs> it's so true. It's so yeah, true. Like, that, when you when you don't want your cane, when you don't want to like use it, and you're just like in a center, like you're out with your friends, and you just don't feel like using it. Like, yeah, it's yeah. work to make sure you're maintaining distance. You're not going to bump into your friend who's right there, and make sure you're not going to bump into a chair, and make sure like you know you're just. I mean, I understand it's a, you know, people would be just like, well, you should just use your cane. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but you know, sometimes it's it's you know, there's nothing wrong with you know, yeah, you know, testing your eyes. You know, I look at it as just exercise my eyes you know i don't want to rely or become dependent on anything like that's the reason why i still have the same glasses from 10 years ago for my distance <laughs> i and they still work fine for me like because I, I never became dependent on that i don't wear them every single time yeah i think i went to the eye doctor when i went to a regular eye doctor um before covid i my prescription only slightly changed so it's like wow, that's good because i didn't overly use my glasses i didn't become dependent on them so yeah, I think yeah. it's the same thing with using a cane. I mean, you should definitely use it, you know, there's, right. but there's, there's scenarios like, you know, if I'm with my wife, like you said, if you're with like your you know, wife or your, you know, husband or whatever, like, yeah, like there's nothing, yeah. you don't have to use it. You know, you want, you want to go in and you want to walk into a restaurant, you just loop your, you know, you guys can hold hands or do whatever you got to do. And, you know, my, uh, my son does Muay Thai and we went to, and somebody from his gym was, was, and they, they had fights, uh, you know, we buy the tickets, the whole nine yards. And that was Saturday. And when you go in there, it was he and I, and uh, uh, it is, it, I think for a normal, it just pitch black. And, you know, because they're like any show, you know, they pitch black and then the, the lights come up on the ring and all that other stuff. And uh, so I, I think I had a death grip on his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> but there was like, you know, uh, it's like there's there's no for me for this is just for me there's no reason for the cane i just i'm just blessed to have a person that understands you know and uh, yeah. I, I, I tell you like if i if i have trouble seeing i'm gonna grab your shoulder that's what i tell people sometimes yeah, you know like, yeah. like if i don't worry i'll grab your shoulder but yeah, i think there's always scenarios where like it's not 
100% muted, but you know, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's also a judgment call, you know, you know, yeah. like you said, sometimes it's just the having the pain is just a feeling of, okay, you know, I feel good because everyone knows, you know, that I have an issue and, you know. Yeah. So, Especially, yeah. well, for me, main thing is in the subway or the metro, they call it around here in DC. Uh, and getting around just and people are more friendly man like if you're if you're holding a cane man people are way more friendly than if you're not oh definitely and that i always seem to like when i was switching you know coming to terms with the actually using the thing it would seem i would in the metro i would never bump up against like the the kind business lady you know that would say oh no problem i would i would bump into the worst miscreants that were right <laughs> and they, you know they think i'm calling them out or they're just looking for trouble i was like oh dude i, I gotta wear this i gotta use a stick man yeah so, but it's worked out really well so. i'm still waiting for that moment i want that moment where someone says what are you blind <laughs> now like and I, just so i can finally say like no but i'm getting there <laughs> funny you say that you know like i haven't gotten it yet i haven't bumped into somebody and had them say it like that that would be so good waiting for that moment so um here's a good one i got two more two more questions wrap it up but i have to always these are good ones if you can get your vision back what are the some things what's like something what's one of the first things you would do if you just got it back what are you doing uh you might think after what i said before to go back in uniform but i kind of came to terms with that I, i don't need to do that anymore i would say drive like everybody else does but specifically to drive my kids and family to places i, I really miss that oh yeah because we don't get to do that right now yeah no absolutely that's a yeah good you know that that them relying on you and you producing for them like that is uh that's 100 and the only thing i would need oh yeah i mean i used to pick my son up from like um daycare and you know, things like that and be like We'd go and go to Dunkin' Donuts after, and you know, yeah. we'd sit and ha- you know, he'd have his donuts, his munchkins, and I'd get to you know, you know chill out. And it, I know it's like it's like those little moments that like I really miss. And I mean, yes, we can go walk down to the restaurant locally close here and have and have moments like that still. But for something about just yeah, driving them out somewhere, oh, yeah. you know, it's 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 a little different. So yeah, I can yeah. I, I agree if that's cool. But no, driving's always a classic. I mean. It, it always will be. I, although I do like I said, I always I always like the different answers I get for that one. Like like somebody saying that they want they would just stare at their wife because they'd never seen you know like since me and the wife they actually never like never she never he's never seen what she looks like. Oof! Wow. And you're like wow like like that's that's deep you know <laughs> like that, that's you, way you know? deep. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah, like you would never like it's just something that so many people take for granted this dude this dude literally he just gets his vision back and the first thing he's going to do is just like look at his wife you know and yeah. it's like uh man like so i, I love how lucky we are to have have what we got you know yeah or like stare at a, you know just look at a painting or look at, like i do that all the time though like i don't know about you but do you ever find that you look at something and try to remember it so it's because you know that the like not in an anxiety way, like, oh my God, I have to do this because, you know, but just something like sometimes I think we, I think we appreciate things more. I think we look at things, you know, why we still have decision and you appreciate looking at that, whatever you're looking at, because, you know, someday you're not going to be able to see it possibly. So it's like, it just makes you really appreciate whatever you're looking at more. It's kind of a gift really to be able to do that, right? Yeah. Like staring at a flower or whatever, something, something that might, nobody might really even think about to stare at, you know, 
like we're, we're gonna probably do because we're just like we we just appreciate that yeah yeah so here's another one i'm still waiting to see changes in but you know in your dreams are you visually impaired or fully sighted i i don't think about my eyes in the dream but i always seem to be doing things that my current self uh can't do meaning like, like i always seem or... to be on the subway or in the metro and yet the subway always turns into a roller coaster <laughs> <You know>? Okay. <laughs> you know, plunging down to the next stop, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and um, I also be, I used to work for FedEx, and uh, that was a really, really long time ago. But I have FedEx dreams more often than I probably. And, and you're driving the FedEx truck in the dream. Well, that's the thing. I'm never or driving not. the truck. I'm always delivering the packages. You're just delivering the package. Never right. drive the truck. See, that's and what I'm saying. Those always, little things. Yeah. It always like the scenario always turns into that's the problem. Is that you know I get in trouble at work, but I couldn't fix it because I couldn't drive to go back to fix it or something. You know, that's so it is. It, it, so like it even is, though you, even though you're not thinking that it's because of your vision, it's just it's just a for some other reason you can't do it. Yeah. Apparently, you know, you know I'm yeah. I am subconsciously still yep. sorting this out <laughs> well that's what like that's what i find in my dreams it's like i have i re did recently have actually finally a dream where like i was visually impaired like i literally remember like saying i can't do it like yeah it's visually impaired but i've had other dreams where like you know you're i'm driving and i know it shouldn't be you know like it's just a feeling like i see fine but for some reason i'm like i shouldn't be doing this you know so i was like yeah. it's always that's why i tell people like I think somebody else had uh, on my show, I know they had a dream. They, it never dawned on them until they asked that question and they go, you know what? They're like, I haven't had a dream about, you know, uh, it was like, I haven't had a dream about driving or something since I stopped driving or something like something like that. It was something they never really dawned on them. Wow. You know, that like is no longer I'm like, yeah, see, or I have yet to have, I'm waiting for somebody to have with, I think someone's had a dream with their guide dog, but they weren't a guide dog. As far as I got, I want someone to actually have a dream where their guide dog starts appearing in their dream. Because then that obviously, oh. now, you know, it's a scary right. thing to me because that's my escape. Like I find dreams are like your escape. You know, that's where you can be like whatever you want. And so it, it kind of sucks when I have the dreams where it's like, oh, great. I'm visually impaired in my dream also. <laughs> this right. is wonderful. <laughs> can, can I catch a break? Like I just want, yeah, get, this is my moment where this is my world where I'm supposed to be able to just do whatever I want. And I'm still handicapped in here. <laughs> right. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with yeah, you on that. It's the worst. Like yeah. So like I always thought like, hey man, like it's. I thought maybe that's what happens because you figured sooner or later, you know, the more the more vision you lose, I mean, you're gonna start your brain is gonna start really, you know, it's gonna start should because you're gonna think about it a lot. Because I tend to think about it a lot. It's probably what it, what it is probably because since I think about it so much, probably that's why it's really in my dreams a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, you're, or like you said, subconsciously, you know, you're probably thinking about it. So no, but like, I, I think that's it. I like yours because like you're delivering mail. Like, but why aren't you driving the truck? You know? Yeah. 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 Never, and, never able to drive. It's funny, like, and it's not. It's not like it's like it's not like they say, "Oh, you're not supposed to drive." Like in the dream, it's just like it's just like you're just it's just you're not supposed. To, it's just, that's it. It's just 
that's the reason your reason is you're just not supposed to drive like okay but yep. <laughs> yeah, it's weird how your brain your yeah. brain sorts stuff out while you're sleeping you know because you know like because you know you're not supposed to drive like in reality you know you're not supposed to so and now it's in your now in your dreams now you're that's what you're thinking like okay i can do this but i can't do that like but i'm not supposed to do that uh, yeah but i'm sure but like i said i bet you'll you probably maybe one day you'll have that dream where you're driving the fedex truck and you're gonna be like i shouldn't be doing this you know like <laughs> i'm not supposed to be doing this at all i don't know yeah like and you'll just have that feeling not a you know so, I'll, yeah. I'll let you know, I'll let you know. I, I i want people to keep an eye on that i definitely do yeah. I, I actually i have future plans to have a separate podcast from this one and it's gonna i want to bring back on all the people from this podcast and it's gonna i thinking it's gonna be called uh still free still free with rp oh nice just do like a continuation podcast like, yeah. I'd like to, I, there are like a lot of people i'd love to have back on and just be like where are you now you know yeah like how do you feel now right right yeah it's a year later you know or whatever like or yeah. whatever maybe or maybe more but whatever it is like how do you yeah like what's what's going on now you know and just get you know oh there's some people like I feel like some people had some really great stories that like I, we just were just barely scratching the surface on right. uh, with time. And it's like, I just want to, have, I'd like to have him back on just to be like, Hey, share some more, you know, like share, share some more of your adventures. Yeah. Um, so, but no, I, don't, I want to thank you so much for uh, being on today. This is always a lot of fun and I love, and it's, I guess it's always fun talking to someone who like has the same interests and, and, and all that stuff, or even, you know, what? I've never had a bagpiper on. I don't think so. That's you know, all right. First bagpiper. <laughs> yeah, I've had a guitarist, you know, I've had other things, but yeah. I've never, yeah, a bagpiper is a. Well, a there is actually a small, there's a small little niche crew of us of, of vision impaired bagpipers. We're out there. So that's awesome. Because the only, only bagpiper I know is my my best friend, one of my best friends, his father in law is a, a bagpiper and he's in right. a band and all that. Does that. He goes, yeah. you know, does all the things. So does all so that stuff, that's yeah. literally all I know, like of, of anybody yeah, who's usually the bagpipes. Way. Not too many over here. So that's cool, man. Keep it up. And, you know, just, you know, you, you, you already have the right attitude and you're right, you know, you're, you're, you know, doing everything the way you should be doing it. Uh, uh, so I, I don't have any advice for you other than <laughs> continue. You know, I, I try to give you something like I used to tell people, I, mean, I think it's something I really want to start doing is, you know, sharing my, you know, giving advice or something. So, and, uh, but no, I think you're, you got that positive attitude. You've, you've, again, you've, you know, you've, dealt with the blows and and now you're just on your way to good things well i think you 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 know thank you and you're you don't have to say anything you, your actions are speaking it you know so true thank you keep going i'll try <laughs> <laughs> keep going so but yeah but be on the lookout rp show also is gonna be kicking back up season two soon uh so I'll be back to oh, doing good. that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That last one was kind of high. Um, high that's idea. Ooh, on. yeah, yeah. What, what, that's gonna be a that's gonna be our theme going forward. The last episodes are gonna be like a, an epic kind of thing every uh, every season, I think. But this this time, I think we'd like to incorporate other people with RP in the video. So right? we actually want to reach out to our you know subscribers and things like, and actually have them in the video somehow. Oh, cool. So we definitely want we, we want to big it up. Yeah, you know, every year trying to make it you know bigger and bigger. So yeah, that's the way to go. But thank you so much. Two, so, two and a half pounds at a time, right? Yes, two and a half pounds <laughs> at a time. That's the new slogan. 
That's a new, that's a new, that's it. So okay, Mike. enjoy the rest of your day, man. Okay, pal. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. And this has been another episode of Living Free with RP. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.